Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Everything Ema podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Joe Tillery, and even though my voice may sound a little bit raspy, I'm going to power through for the beautiful fans like yourself as we discuss Kansas State. One of the best pastimes, one of the best things in the world is talking sports with your friends, and even though we've had some bad things happen, let's battle through together. We're going to talk about a couple of different topics here today on the podcast. Namely, we're going to talk about the NIL aspect of the transfer portal and how much of an issue that poses for the future of college athletes everywhere. We're going to discuss that topic. We're also going to discuss the absolute hot streak that Jerome Tang and company have been on, that Chris Kleiman and company have been on, recruiting dudes with more stars than you've seen on the Hollywood walkway. There is so many five stars popping up on the radar for Kansas State. It is unbelievable. You would expect us to be Alabama. You'd expect us to be Duke in basketball. There is some great things ahead we'll discuss, but I have one disappointing topic to check off the list. There's no hiding from it. We are going to discuss the ongoing saga of Richard Linton versus Kansas State versus Jerome Tang versus Naquan Tomlin. We're going to talk about it. If you haven't had background on it, I will give you all of the gaps in your logic here, all the gaps in your knowledge. We're going to discuss some tough things today, some great things today, but I am excited to be here with you. So let's go ahead and get into things here, talking about the college football transfer portal. Now, here's the thing to keep in mind. There are some great aspects of the transfer portal. Don't get me wrong. There are some great aspects of the portal. The issues arise when you start to think about money. And you may be wondering, Joe, why is money an issue? Why do you say that? Everybody on the planet needs more money. It doesn't work whether you have $10 billion or you have 15 cents. Everybody wants an extra paycheck to their name. Now, Kansas State lost a lot of people to the transfer portal. I mean, there's like 20 different names you could consider that did enter the portal. You saw it. It stinks. It happens. Of the 20 players, I count five players that were impact players that actually adjusted the future of the team. Will Howard leaves. Senior quarterback Will Howard leaves, and we'll talk about Will here in a second. He leaves for the transfer portal because his job is coming to an end at Kansas State. You get a five-star kid in Avery Johnson with long, flowing, golden hair. I mean, who wants to have that guy as their backup? You got to just get out of the way. Respectfully. Love you, Will Howard. Got to get out of the way for Avery Johnson. That's how Kansas State's viewing it. That's how it goes. Then you lose Trayshawn Ward, running back who transferred in from Florida State. And you said, you know what? Trayshawn could spend another year in Manhattan behind DJ Giddens. He could figure things out and maybe make it to the NFL. Trayshawn Ward said, "Mm, no. I'm going to be the guy. Somewhere else, I'm going to be the guy. I wasn't the guy here. I got shown up by a sophomore two-star recruit from Junction City, Kansas. I got to go somewhere else to be the guy. That's fine, and I I don't judge him for it. I think that's a smart business investment to do. Then you lose Nate Matlack. Matlack's a good kid. There's no sugar. He's a great kid here. His whole thing. He was recruited by Bill Snyder in the dwindling moments of his career. The dwindling moments of a Hall of Fame career coming to an end. Nate Matlack was recruited to be a pure pass rusher. Before Kansas State hired Chris Kleiman, the defense switches to a 3-3-5, where you stop looking for guys like Aiden Hutchinson, you know, giant athletic freaks ready to roll, and you start looking for solid, stout dudes to really stick the offensive line. I mean, push them back in their feet, but you're not looking for a guy to get 28 sacks in a season. That's just not the way that recruiting goes in this specific style of defense. Matlack powered through, stayed here for three seasons, and put up some good numbers, man. Commend the kid. Waited it out. Now he's going to the transfer portal and should have an opportunity to be a 9 or 10 sack guy in a better scheme for him. No apologies there. Let's talk Will Lee. 
a cornerback who committed to Kansas State out of JUCO. He spent time at Iowa Western Community College and decided Kansas State is the best opportunity despite getting offers from Nick Saban in Alabama. He said, you know what? I'm going to Manhattan, Kansas. That's where I want to be. I want to be on Chris Kleiman's team. I want to be working with Chris Kleiman because I love K-State. Well, folks, it's been officially one football season since then, and now you have the complete 180. In case you may have missed it, I don't know how active you are on social media, you might not have seen it. You know who did see it? Was me. I saw Willie's uncle this week talking astronomical amounts of trash on Kansas State University. Willie's uncle, Daryl Lee, talked about Willie Lee and saying, you know what? They got GoFundMes for NIL over there. They're giving guys, you know, stipends. They're not giving them money. So Willie eventually goes to Texas A&M where they're going to throw hundred grand at you just for being a role player. You don't have to be anything special to get money there. That's just the way it goes. It's nothing wrong with Willie. It's just the way that college football works. So Willie's uncle says that Chris Kleiman sucks, K-State sucks, everybody sucks. That was his official MO. He said every player should jump in the transfer portal because that place sucks. And then he basically walked back everything. So you know what? I, I wasn't criticizing anybody. It's just, you know, Twitter is upsetting. Grow up, dude. That's how the social media world works. People talk crap on social media. You add it to the fire. That's what happened this week. So Will Lee leaves after being benched in the final game as a Kansas State Wildcat for not tackling, just giving a guy a little Mario Kart speed boost up the field, giving him a little bump draft, if you want to say, in a NASCAR racing terms. And then you see the big one. You see Kobe Savage leave after two years at Kansas State. And all signs are pointing to this. I hate to be the guy to theorize it, but I just want to say this. Kobe Savage, a native of Texas, love his dad, love him as a person. They're all K-State, all everything. Kobe gets to K-State as a junior after spending two seasons at Tyler Junior College and really turns heads at the Big 12 level. Second team, Big 12, back-to-back seasons, Big 12 honorable mention. He's one of the best safeties in the league, really contributes to winning a Big 12 title in 2022. Kobe, out of nowhere... Out of left field, dare I say, out of left field in Dyersville, Iowa, at the Field of Dreams baseball diamond, Kobe Savage enters the transfer portal. And that one hurt. That one hurt me specifically. That hurt a lot of people. That really was a downward spiral for a lot of us. And then you look at it and you say, well, what's the opportunity? He's going to be an NFL player staying here. And I'm not saying he's not going to be an NFL player anywhere else. Kobe has a future ahead. He's got a bright future. He's going to be an incredible player no matter where he goes. But you leave a coaching staff that has shown the ability to get guys from the secondary who transfer to K-State to the NFL level. I mean, think about this. Julius Prince, the second, you know, second round NFL draft pick in 2023. Josh Hayes, sixth round pick in 2023. Russ Yeast in the NFL recent years. Reggie Stubblefield was the Canadian football player rookie of the year this season for the Montreal Alouettes, I believe. You have a guy like Russ Yeast, Duke Shelley, DJ Reed with the New York Jets. He's one of the best players out there. These are all guys that Chris Kleiman had a hand in developing. Kobe Savage says, you know what? I think my time at Kansas State is done. And that happens, man. That happens. Until you see where he goes to visit. You look at the official visits for Mr. Savage, and you see he's taken a trip to the West Coast for Washington and Oregon. Now, I'm not an accusation guy. I'm not going to accuse anybody of tampering or doing anything like that. But I'll tell you this. There's a hell of a lot of money in Oregon to throw around at people. Two days after you land Dylan Gabriel from Oklahoma and multiple people hit the portal, almost what you'd refer to as instantaneously. Guys will hit the portal. The next day, every single crystal ball is projecting them to Oregon and they're setting up an official visit to Oregon the next day. Now, I'm not saying they're sitting there saying, you know what, Kobe, you're probably making what, 20,000 at Kansas State? 
We've got seven times what you're making at Kansas State waiting for you. All you got to do is make a trip. We've got a first-class flight. We'll fly you out. Come on our way. Now, I'm not saying they can't say that. They can do that as long as Kobe's in the portal. What they shouldn't be able to do is slip it into the conversation. And I'm not saying that happened, but there's some sources behind the scenes that believe stuff like that was at play. I'll let you be the judge. What I will say is this. The amount of money being thrown at these athletes in college football has turned the college football transfer portal into NFL free agency. I mean, it's to the point where I have to say the classic, well, I hope he gets paid. You know, go get the bag, man. Do what's best for you and your family. I'm saying that about a college athlete. Not some guy who I love leaving my home team to go play for the Chicago Bears and lose every game for the rest of his career. That's not what I'm saying. You're saying that about a college athlete. It is the world we live in. And if you need more confirmation on that, look no further than the comments that Nebraska head coach Matt Rule made recently. Rule made headlines, this was about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, and said for a good quarterback in the transfer portal to commit to your university, you need upwards of $1.5 million in NIL opportunities waiting for him. That is just at face value to get them to go to your university. That doesn't include every single NIL opportunity they earn while there. So Will Howard you're going to get a stack. Kobe Savage, you're going to get a stack. These guys will be set up well. I'd do the exact same thing. Don't look at me like I'm, you know, I'm higher than them or trying to say some holy moral high ground. I would do the exact same thing. All I'm saying is that it's dangerous for athletes to get this way. Not for them specifically, but when the industry is viewed as a money-making spot or the people who have the most money win, that's how you become the MLB. That's how it happens. So I bring all this up to say, some point in the next year and a half, two years, there's going to have to be some type of NCAA division specifically dedicated to the portal and watching NIL talks and proper contact with athletes before they're actually entered. I'm not saying that happened with Kobe. I'm not saying that happened with Will Howard. All I'm saying is that will happen with others. There will be others, especially at Kansas State. I mean, we're not a team that gives guys seven figures off the rip. That's not how we do this, man. But I know for a fact there's schools like that out there. I mean, Nebraska throws a million dollars at everybody, yet they win four games. So it's not always the best way to do it. You know, I, I personally like the idea of having good coaches and good players, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to throw $2 million at a guy to finish seventh in the Big Ten West. That's not how this goes. Moving on from that, because recruiting is an interesting thing. The portal is an interesting thing. Everything about college athletics right now is a little bit confusing because we don't have an overseeing body. The NCAA sits up there and they're like, yeah, we... We care about the athletes. We protect people. Dude, if you think the NCAA cares about anybody other than themselves or taking care of money, like, I would have to go with you and sit down at therapy together. We'd have to talk it out, man. We'd have a couple of, you know, we'd have some couples counseling between you, me, and the NCAA. We got to talk about that. Even though we're getting closer to a time where it is, hey, we're Duke. Here's $200,000. Come to us. Even though we're getting closer to that, it's interesting to see that there's guys that still cannot recruit despite having a mass of resources at their disposal to throw at these guys. I mean, seriously. You know, we're at the point now at Kansas State where we're, we're in the do more with less category. That's the idea we're supposed to have. To hell with that idea, guys. You have head coach Jerome Tang on the hunt right now for athletes. Jerome Tang and the rest of the K-State coaching staff, they're four deep at every single coaching event. That's ridiculous. In a good way, that is ridiculous for us. Usually you get one guy, and it's assistant coach, it's a GA, it's a someone associated with K-State that's just going to see what happens next. For real. You know, sometimes you'll see the head coach show up if it's a top five guy in the class. That's not how Kansas State works. Yet somehow, some way, 
we were able to get into every single living room in America. Jerome Tang's coaching staff might be the busiest dudes in the month of December, barring anybody outside of Santa Claus. These guys are on the move constantly. The Cats don't take the court for another few days here. They play on the 17th, so you've got five more days off. In that time, spending three days on a trip, Jerome Tang and three other coaches have made the trip to see eight different 2025 prospects. Let me read you this. And keep in mind, we are not an NIL school. We're not a school that's going to throw a bag at you. We're not an SEC oil money type thing. But when you have the right people at the helm, this becomes a possibility. On Monday, Coach Tang saw Jalen Reese, Malik Thomas, and Cam Ward. I'll give you a little background. Jalen Reese, class of 2025. All these guys are in the class of 2025, so the future is building beyond just the present. Jalen Reese is the 79th ranked player in the country, the 12th ranked point guard in this class, and the 10th best player in the state of Florida. Malik Thomas, same thing, 2025 class. He is the 6th best player in the country in the class of 2025. The number one combo guard in the country and the number one player in the state of Pennsylvania. That is a top 10 player that Jerome Tang and the Wildcats have a legitimate shot to win. Cam Ward, 2025. The 56th ranked player in his class, the 12th ranked power forward, and the number one player in the state of Maryland. Moving on to Tuesday. Tuesday, you see another three guys, another three really notable players. John Clark, He's a center in the class of 2025. He's the 37th ranked player in his class, the fourth best center at his position, and the number one player in the state of Texas. Texas is not an easy state to be the number one number one player in, but this list has three or four guys that are in the top three. Akai Fleming, another notable name. K-State has been on the hot trailer for a while. A shooting guard in 2025. He's the 44th ranked player in the country, the seventh ranked shooting guard, and the seventh ranked player in the state of Georgia. Moving down the list, continuing on. This is all still Tuesday. Nigel Walls, 2025. He's the 40th ranked player in his class, the 9th ranked power forward, and the 3rd ranked player in the state of Texas. So you already have internal meetings with two of the top three players in the state of Texas already. Today, Wednesday, as we're recording this episode, Coach Sang and his group are in attendance to see King Grace in the class of 2025, 34th ranked player in his class, the 6th ranked shooting guard in the country, and the number two player in the state of Texas. So you've got all three of the top three players in the state of Texas having meetings with Kansas State with John Clark, Nigel Walls, and King Grace. This is the big one to round out the day. In the class of 2025, even higher than Malik Thomas, who's the sixth-ranked player in the country, Koa Pete, 2025 power forward. Koa Pete is the fourth-ranked player in the nation in 2025, the second-ranked power forward and the number one player in the state of Arizona. Guys, that is ludicrous what Jerome Tang's group's been able to do. Ludicrous. It has been one season and these dudes are already in the spot. That's unbelievable to see. And keep in mind, we're like two years removed from Bruce Weber saying nobody can recruit to Manhattan. Jerome Tang has that ability. He has the personality, he has the staff for that. That's the good thing of college athletics. And it'll keep molding and changing. I don't want to just sound like the old man on the hill screaming at NIL deals across the country. What's incredible is to see the coaching staff still moving forward, figuring out a way to adapt. Despite having a lame university president who is micromanaging everybody, if you haven't heard any of that, there's a whole thing on it. Basically, long story short, the university president blocked Naquan Tomlin's return to the basketball team, kicked him off the team, but forced the athletic director to do it, and now he's trying to throw out the basketball coach and the athletic director for undermining him, which is a weird, egotistical, maniac trip. That is the gist of this. Coach Tang is still actively working on the future despite having a guy blocking the bright future of Kansas State.
And I know there's people that have mixed feelings on Naquan Tomlin and some of the stuff. Guys, he entered the portal yesterday, excuse me, two days ago. He is already committed to Memphis. So all this, hey, he's not going to be able to play this semester. Uh, NCAA is blocking it. Nothing we heard was true from the university president. That is a sad world we live in when the man responsible for updating the campus and keeping people up to date with the right information and relevant information has no idea what the hell's going on. But he'll tell you that he does. He'll tell you that he does. Nobody should believe this man. This dude is not the guy to trust. I will trust the guy leading with his heart, motivating young people, getting people ready for the future of Kansas State. And that's where we are, baby. That's what we're talking about. That's what's so great about podcasting and talking about the future and talking about this next wave of Kansas State. Who's the next Wildcat? Who are going to be the next people? It is so exciting to get on here and talk about that stuff, guys. I love each and every week when I get to talk to you guys about this, but I'll cut it off here and I will let you guys get on with your day. I appreciate you guys so much taking 20 minutes out of your day to talk to me and just hear some of my thoughts and hopefully I gave you some different things to think about in today's episode. Once again, if you like the show, go ahead and consider subscribing. Go ahead and leave a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcasts at. It does help us out immensely. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will talk to you in the next one. Go Cats!